Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Rouse. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, <laughs> explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Uh-huh. And we read the news so you don't have to. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Guys, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it to Brian. Brian, what's getting you through the week? Well, the co-founders, the ladies, the Betches, if mm-hmm. you will released their book or about to release their third book when's happy hour mm-hmm. and we had the book party last night and, and i am hurting we're dead, dead you guys we're dead <laughs> if you received the sup newsletter today which came out a casual full hour after it's <laughs> supposed to you will know that I referenced my own hangover oh my multiple times. So Elise and I ran into each other outside of our office before going inside. And it was at like 1030. And I was like, oh, wow, we're late. And then we walked in and no there was one. no one here. <laughs> no one here. We were like, oh, we're actually the most responsible people <laughs> in the office. Brian, actively drunk. Actively <laughs> wasted, drunk. I got a text from my boyfriend like an hour ago he's like you puked next to the bin next to in the bin next to the toilet i don't recall this (laughs) so close and i'm like oh shit i'm so sorry yet so far i know whatever it was so much fun it was so fun and the book is really funny and funny and like we the at the party they had all these like coasters with funny quotes from the book and i took like a bunch of coasters. oh yeah i know i was i meant to and then i didn't i know it was like (laughs) such a fancy party and then i'm there like stealing coasters and like trying to hit my jewel in the back yeah i know me too <laughs> it was one of those situations where there was people like handing out wine, so mm-hmm. I was like drinking vodka. But then, like, if I, I'm sorry, I just burped into the microphone because I'm <laughs> still burping, burping up alcohol. <laughs> and, oh, and um, mess. I would like instead of like going to the bar to get a new drink, I would just like start drinking wine after my vodka, and then I'd have another, and then I build up the courage to get another vodka soda and then by the end of it we i ended up going out with the girls afterwards um and a couple of their coworkers, and then someone kept buying us shots i had three shots of fucking vodka what was i doing <laughs> that i when i looked at Kay's Insta story of the shots i was like because i went home i was like i'm <laughs> i have to get back to my home i knew that i i had gotten drunk enough at that point by the time that i went home that i was like tomorrow there's no hope for tomorrow. <laughs> like, like, we're going to try again on Friday, but, <laughs> but Thursday's done. I woke up. My clothes were, like, like flown across the ground, like, everywhere. And then I had a... I was sleeping on the up- other side of the bed, and there was a bowl on the bed next to me. Like, a, like a, a weed bowl. Oh, I thought you meant, like, a food bowl. No. So I went home, puked, and then smoked weed i guess smoked weed into like just until until you fell i fell asleep. asleep yeah it put me to bed i guess i needed it yeah apparently. okay so okay. that's i'm sorry <laughs> that was tangenty i know but we felt like we needed to come to you guys <laughs> in an honest way and let you know we're having some mimosas now to help hopefully curb that yeah um elise what is getting you through your week okay there is a story that i am obsessed with right now and it involves Courtney Love (laughs) (laughs) Britney Spears' ex-manager and 
Ross Butler, who was one of the stars on Riverdale and 13 Reasons Why. Okay, so token hot guy. Yeah, he's he's extremely hot. Okay. Uh, so he, so the story basically goes um, that Francis Bean Cobain's ex-husband has filed suit against these three people, and he alleges that they all conspired together to break into his house and steal back Kurt Cobain's iconic guitar from his 93 MTV Unplugged performance, Mm -hmm. which this ex-husband like won in the divorce, which I don't even understand. Like that seems fucked up to me, first of all, that he has a guitar, but okay. So he has this guitar and he says that Ross Butler, Courtney Love, and this guy who Britney Spears has a restraining order against. Okay. (laughs) Uh, broke into his house and tried to kidnap him and kill him and steal the guitar. <laughs> this is like a Mad Lips. Yes. I was saying this. Like, like it, it feels like the most random people yes. doing the most random thing. So Ross Butler obviously is like, this is not true. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it seems, it seems like some sort of scuffle happened at the house involving the guitar how in god's name all these people are involved with each other i do not know but it does seem like they did go to his house and butler says that it was because he sent them concerning text messages and they were trying to see if he was okay he says the guy says that they hacked into his phone and sent the messages themselves which is red flag to me that this is not a fully cohesive story on his side. Um, and that they were good. He says that they were going to try to make it look like an attempted suicide. But if, which, you know, I don't know if you guys have looked into the Courtney and Kurt conspiracies, uh-huh. but I'm like, oh, you know, is maybe. It, is one of the conspiracies that it was that, that, that Courtney, Courtney killed, him? killed him. Yeah, that's like a, a well-documented conspiracy theory that Courtney Love had. Actually, it was the killed Kurt Cobain. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, there's like a book and a documentary. It's it's very very scandalous. So anyway, so, oh anyways, yeah, he continue. Was, he was young. He was really young, and Francis Bean looks a lot like him. And mm-hmm. honestly, she should have the guitar. Yeah, I don't understand why this other man has the guitar. But then again, it's so like who has the guitar now? Her ex-husband still so has he the still guitar. Has, so no one actually stole it? He's yeah. conspired to they stole conspi- it. Well, he says that they broke in and beat him up and tried to kill him, but then his friend called the police. But then I'm like, why did they not get the guitar then? And why if they... All of it seems like a very bad plan because even if they did create a fake suicide first of all why would you kidnap someone to fake suicide them also, wouldn't you, you, you don't, kill and, them in the house and you also don't beat people up if you're gonna fake, fake a suicide because yeah. then they'll have bruises on them because then it's like why was he beat so yeah. <laughs> the plan if this was their plan it was a very bad plan yeah. they didn't even they didn't get the guitar <laughs> he still has the guitar and I just love the idea of this like heist and also like it's so far-fetched and crazy I feel like it feels like a Riverdale and or a 13 reasons why <laughs> plot line like it would yeah. it belongs in that world I just didn't know um, Francis Bean was old enough to have an ex-husband right I guess I don't know. Because you can get married whenever, but like, it seems she seems young. Yeah. So anyway, that story, I've just been enjoying reading about that. Uh, I personally will say I don't think that Ross Butler attempted to kill this man to get Kurt Cobain's guitar back. 
But hot, hot take. But Courtney Love is crazy. Yeah, she that is. I'll say. I always think about like when uh, Madonna was on the red carpet and uh, she's like throwing a shoe at her or something. She's like yeah. trying to get her Madonna. She's like Madonna's like if you haven't seen this video, it's like Madonna's like she's being up. interviewed. She's being interviewed and she's like high up, mm-hmm. and then Courtney Love is down below them and she throw Courtney Love she's throws like, a shoe. Yeah, she's like Madonna, Madonna. And she's like interviewed by Carson Daly and she's like in, she like basically like interrupts the interview and, and Madonna's like, like, oh look, Courtney Love is here, <laughs> and then like Courtney Love is wasted and she's like, ah! and then, like she's like, please don't let her come up here. Yeah, it's it's a very good. Yeah. Um, okay, we have, we have serious things to talk about today. The news, news. Um, now that we have told you that <laughs> we're drunk idiots, let's tell you <laughs> who to vote for. <laughs> now let's give you our opinion on the matter, most pressing matters of our Yeah, time. please. So it's actually, it's exciting. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, it's not, but whatever. The midterms are 19 days away. 19 days away. It's happening we're so close. For yeah. those of you who live in New York, casual reminder that we are partnering with Rock the Boat and New Rock the Boat. Rock the Vote and New Balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rock the Vote and New Balance. And we're getting a bus and we're gonna be driving all around New York. We're putting out our po- like place. We're gonna be picking people up, taking them to poll places, driving around, having fun. Yeah, we're gonna have a real fun election day bus. We're, we'll be announcing all the stops soon, so maybe you're pulling places along the route. But even if it's not, you can get on the bus yeah. and get a free ride somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It's like it's like we're public transportation. Yeah, right it's just going to be fun. It's going to be fun. You know, if we were partnering with, with Rock the Boat, <laughs> we could have gotten one of those buses that goes into the water. What are those like called? a duck boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a duck boat. It doesn't take you to any polling places because it's all it's on the water, but it's going to be really fun. And so maybe next year, 2020, happening. we'll do yeah. <laughs> 2020. We'll get the butt to the duck boat. Oh okay. my God. This oh my God. episode is already <laughs> off the rails and we have something important to talk about. Okay. Early voting has begun in Georgia. Yes. Began on Monday and it's exciting because uh, early voting has turned up 230%. Yes. Wowza. That is crazy and so there's georgia has been in the news because um there's a governor up for election new governor and it's brian kemp the republican versus stacy abrams a democrat and there seems to be a lot of voter suppression happening yeah so that was something you know we wanted to focus on this episode on some of these like weird crazy voter suppression efforts that are going around um so in Georgia, there's a very, it's a very, very contentious and very close race for governor. They're within two points of each other. Sometimes Abrams up, sometimes Kemp is up. They're really, really close within the margin of error. Now, Brian Kemp, the Republican, is the secretary of state for Georgia at this point, which means he is in charge of voter registration in Georgia. And would you believe (laughs) he is suppressing the vote. Now, Stacey Abrams, the mm-hmm. Democrat, if she wins, she would be the first black female governor 
in the United States. Um, Georgia obviously has, you know, a large black population. Um, it's not the majority of people in Georgia, but there's a large black population. So there's a lot of excitement around Abrams. So let's just, I just want to break down a couple things that have happened that kind of demonstrate the voter suppression efforts that are going on in Georgia. So uh, literally today, uh, so early voting began on Monday in Georgia, like we said. And um, you know what? I think this was today, but it might have been earlier in the week. Bear with me. Anyway, there was a bus of black senior citizens who had gathered for a voter outreach event at Jefferson's Co Jefferson County's Leisure Center. And this was put together by a group called Black Voters Matter. And it's kind of a nonpartisan group. It's a get out the vote group um, and they essentially offered to drive a group of about 40 seniors to the polls on this bus uh, they get on the bus etc someone in Jefferson County calls the commissioner and says the bus doesn't have the proper license to drive people to the polls so the bus is stopped and they are made all to get off the bus so they were not allowed to like go to the polls and they had to like redo i mean yeah. the bus this company says they're like still gonna drive them and all this stuff some people ended up driving themselves but like these people their yeah. bus was stopped and it was basically on the basis where they said like a democratic party person was like involved in organizing it so they said it's a political action and wasn't legal but black voters matter is a nonpartisan group that doesn't tell them to vote for one candidate or the other and it just kind of goes to show this weird thing where now registering people to vote is considered a liberal act. Yeah. I was going to say Republicans just don't want people to vote. It's like, exactly. So now it's like partisan, like telling people to vote is partisan. Like literally Taylor Swift going on stage and being like, get, get out the vote. They're like, wow, liberal. she's really coming for the Republicans here. And it's, it's like, like, no, I'm just telling you to perform your fucking civic duty. I know how little faith do these people have to have in their own policies yeah. that they like, they can't even meet you fair and square well, at the polls. Shouldn't everyone just vote? Like I know yeah. in Australia you get fined if you don't vote. Like why yeah. isn't, isn't just everyone voting as like a requirement? Well, there's one party that does better when less people vote. And yeah. that's a fucking problem. And it's because, you know, to be blunt, the Republicans don't work for people. They don't no. work for their constituents. And, you know, um, this just happened with Mitch McConnell, basically like the, their tax cuts has added, what was it like 200 billion to the deficit to the deficit, and he's like, Oh, we'll cut Medicaid and social security to make up for it. It's like, no, you just gave fucking corporations billions of dollars. Yeah. That's where the fucking deficit came from. And you're a prick because you're not actually helping the people that vote for you. No. So another thing to know about Jefferson County, and that's part of like the really, the really messed up part about a lot of these voter suppression efforts is that they specifically target minority groups. So in particular, Jefferson County uh, is a 53% black County. So, you know, just black people tend to vote Democrat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. And are probably going to come out in droves for Stacey Abrams because that is, I ma imagine a motivating vote. Well, that's like in, um, Alabama during the Senate race mm -hmm. for Doug Jones. Yeah. Um, black women won that vote, won yeah. that election. And so when, when they mobilize, it's scary to these people. Yeah. Yeah. And so they literally try to take away their fundamental right 
to vote. And this comes after, I don't know if you guys remember this story from kind of earlier this year, where there was an attempt in a majority black county in Georgia to close all but two polling places. Uh, and it was it was going to it would have closed more than two thirds of the polling places in this predominantly black county right ahead of the election. Uh, the county was called Randolph County. Brian Kemp actually came out in that one and told Randolph County officials to abandon the effort. And then that eventually that motion was actually voted down. So that didn't happen. But that was another attempt. Um and one thing about like these closing of polling places or like stopping this bus is uh, distance and ability to get to the polls is a really big hurdle for like poor and elderly mm-hmm. voters. So like if you make it so that your polling place is far away or there's not enough places to go or like now there are mm-hmm. only two polling places and the lines are extremely long, that makes it so that working people, poor people, elderly people, they're not going to be able to get to the polls. On top of that, this is like the really shady shit from Brian Kemp, is that 53,000 voter registrations are being held by Georgia Secretary of State Brian Kemp. Uh, They're being, they're in limbo basically, they're on hold because they're failing to clear this exact match process that, went in place in Georgia. Um, And basically this exact match process is something that says like the information that you put on your voter registration has to exactly match the information that the state of Georgia has about you or your voter registration is put on hold. So people have been put on hold because of like a misplaced hyphen Mm -hmm. or like a spelling error or just because like their handwriting on their voter registration was hard to read. Like, just and it ended up being 53,000 people which is huge when you're talking about a statewide Mm -hmm. election Mm -hmm. Uh, another thing about this that's really insidious is that so Georgia's population is approximately 32% black uh, according to the latest census but the voter registrations that are on hold in Kemp's office are nearly 70% black voters 70 that is fucking ridiculous. like like that is so it is so blatant it's so it, like it's so blatant kemp's office has canceled over 1.4 million voter registrations since 2012 and nearly 670,000 registrations were canceled in 2017 so, alone this is shady to begin with yeah. a b what even makes it the fucking shadiest is the fact that the person who's doing this is also running for governor yeah like he's it's, doing it to, but i feel like this is such a conflict of interest thing. I'm like, he should not be able to How? be in charge of elections no. if he's running in that election. It makes absolutely zero sense. I mean, it's crazy. And then he had the audacity. So Kemp's office says that like, we're just trying to make sure that basically their thing is like, we're just trying to make sure illegals don't vote, which like, isn't there even, is no fucking that's not happening. There's it's, no evidence of it. Like it's, it's like every time they do a study about it, they're like, it's it, like the numbers of people who vote when they shouldn't are, are so small, but he actually had the audacity to say that the reason why all of these black voter registrations are being held is because a group that Abrams founded in 2013 called the new Georgia project, which is a voter registration group. He says that the, um, 
that basically they did a sloppy job on all their registrations and when they they did a bad job registering these black voters and that's why all their registrations are on hold and there are examples of people like one woman in an article i was reading um she votes in every she's been an active voter her whole life she votes in every single election she votes in local elections like she's always voting and she found out that her registration was on hold but they don't send you like they don't in, let you know yeah they don't let you know like you have to seek out that information so a lot of people will find out at the polls so one thing that i wanted to say to anyone who is listening from georgia who's worried about this um, is so for voters whose applications are frozen in pending status, you have 26 months to fix any issues before the application is canceled and you can still cast a provisional ballot on November 6th in the midterm. So if you get to the polls in Georgia or anywhere, anywhere, yeah, honestly, anywhere, if you get to the polls and something is wrong with your registration, stay there, cast a provisional ballot. They have to give you one. Mm-hmm. So that's just really important. If you're in one of the states where this is happening and you're concerned, definitely like do a sec, like take a second to like look at the laws in your state. But almost everywhere, even if you're not on the registration file, you can cast a provisional ballot. Yes. So do definitely do that. Um, yeah. But this is not just happening in Georgia. No, this is also happening in North Dakota. Yes. Um. So uh, this this midterm election. Um. Uh, there's a Senate seat up for grabs. Um, it's currently held by Democrat Heidi Heitkamp. Mm-hmm. And she's in a very contested race. She's actually down in the polls. Um, and this week, the Supreme Court declined to overturn uh, North Dakota's controversial voter ID law, which requires residents to show identification with a current street address. And basically, P.O. boxes don't qualify. And so who does this affect? Native Americans. There is a high population of Native Americans who live in North Dakota, who live on reservations, who use P.O. boxes to get their mail. And that's where they register as their address. And basically they're saying P.O. boxes do not qualify as an address to vote. Yeah. So that is... Uh, and just another way to suppress the vote, um, basically. And so people are trying to figure out a way to make it so that they can vote. And if you, if you, if you have a tribal identification that doesn't list an address, you can still vote apparently. So right now there's this online petition called, uh, by daily coast that is trying to set up, um, these identification cards for, Native Americans who live on reservations. Yeah. And it's the other thing. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote the dissent in this Supreme court decision. And one of the things that she said in it was, you know, all of these people were able to vote in the primary using Mm -hmm. their current identification. So it's like extra confusing. Like obviously someone who used a form of ID to vote in the primary is going to think yeah. Oh, I can use this form of like my ID is good. I just voted in the primary. I don't need to get a new ID. So a lot of people are going to be blindsided by this in a way because, you know, like that's the other thing I always have to remind myself is like I'm a politically in tuned person. You are whatever. But not everybody necessarily even in North Dakota knows that this voter ID law yeah. is happening or that 
the Supreme Court just made this rule or how that rule affects them. Like they might not 100% know they might still want to vote. Like people of all different involvements in politics vote. And yeah. it's like, it's just this thing where like our laws are purposefully confusing. They vary from like, why do they vary from state to state? Why? Why is it so hard to register? Why are there all of these dates? Why do you yeah. need like, why do you need different documentation in different places for different things? Yeah. Like it's all to stop people from voting. And I'm just like, if you can't even fucking meet us at the polls, yeah. like without shadiness, like that, I mean, that is it's just like, disgusting. It's to like me. the idea of us like requiring identification to buy a gun is like, it doesn't seem like it's required. Yeah. And like Republicans are like, anyone should be able to just walk into Walmart and buy a gun. But not everyone should be able to just walk up to their polling place and, and vote. vote. It's like, r- fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can get that we're not pro-Republican. Right <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Obviously, obviously, we are voting for Democrats in the upcoming like, midterms. It's just crazy. It's just crazy how much you have to, like, bullshit. to. They have to bullshit, you know? Yeah. So, it's just, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's just upsetting because, you know, we, we tell ourselves all of these things about, like, all of us are working so hard to get people to vote and to, you know, meet them on the fucking playing field. Like, we'll put your policies up against our policies. Like, let's do this. Like, let's play a fair game. And these people don't want to, like... Yeah, and obviously it's important to have multiple opinions. Like, I don't think that we should only be a democratic, like, a democratically run government in every facet of our government. Like, you know, like, every level. Like, I think it's great, like, that there's people who have different opinions, but when you are like, just like fucking with the playing field yeah, constantly, it's just frustrating. Cause it's like, what, like, wh- why can't we just do this fairly? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally like, it, it's, it's fa- like, it's, it's really sad to see, yeah. especially in this Georgia case, them specifically trying to deprive black people in Georgia of the ability to cast their ballot for the nation's potential first black female governor mm-hmm. like they are trying to take that away from them is she necessarily going to win maybe not but that i imagine symbolically and emotionally for people yeah. who are in georgia like yeah hillary clinton didn't win but being able to cast my ballot for her yeah. meant something to mm-hmm. me as a woman mm-hmm. and i'm sure if you are a black woman in georgia mm-hmm. especially like cause an like, elderly like, black yeah. woman who's lived in georgia her entire life it's like like how how monumental it must feel yeah. to be able to go to the polls <clears> and vote for like a capable qualified black woman to yeah. be governor no matter what the like no matter what the outcome and to have that just taken away from you because this guy doesn't want to win fair and square like this guy wants to play dirty like that yeah. that sucks ass yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's just it's, <laughs> and then like so i think that if obviously i think if you're listening to our podcast you're probably voting but you need to get everyone to vote yeah you know like you need to get your friends who never pay attention to pay attention to you while you explain it to them for five minutes and make them understand what why it's so important to vote less than a hundred years ago women couldn't vote at all and there's places in this world where people still can't vote and they will die for their right to and so basically if you don't take advantage of this fucking 
amazing gift that we're given by living in a democratic society and not voting, you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And like, it's, you know, I get that the process can be frustrating. I mean, look, we have had, we have had two presidents in my lifetime who were not, did not win the most number of votes like yeah. that sucks the senators who just decided to confirm brett kavanaugh represent a minority of americans Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that sucks like these things suck but as contrary as contrary as it sounds the only way to fix issues with voting is by voting for people who want to fix these problems and it's every like ballot every down ballot vote matters yeah. you know it's like state legislators and who are deciding your congressional districts or for secretary who, of state yeah. of your state like brian kemp is able to do this because of an election mm-hmm. he won a long time ago yeah on a down ballot vote that yeah. people probably weren't paying attention to yeah. i know that i wasn't paying attention to midterm elections i didn't know that states had a secretary yeah so exactly <laughs> like, like, like i know ago, we're and all now, on a learning and curve so it's like it's like like Kylie Jenner says, this is the year of realizing things. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just realizing a lot. That, yeah. You know. This is the year of realizing Go to betches.co slash vote. And, and check register. that out. And we're also going to be putting up um, a cool voting guide that's going to have some information about where you can see what's going to be on your ballot, what to do if you get to the polls and there are any issues. Uh, important dates to remember all of that stuff we're going to try to create a hub of that information so that's a resource that we're going to try to put together for you guys Um, but yeah I mean it's infuriating to see Mm -hmm. but it's also like how scared and pathetic do these people have to be where it's like oh you don't even believe in the shit that you're saying like you know that the policies you're advocating for don't appeal to people so you have to play dirty because you can't even you can't even go out there and give your speech and like win people over that way like you can't even do that yeah so fuck them yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right we have one more thing um that is also infuriating yeah um Facebook. Facebook. Uh, Not just because your Republican family members are posting on it. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. No, we're talking about like the institution yeah. of Facebook. So you, you want to, you, you go with this. Yeah. Okay. So basically a report came out this week uh, that showed that Facebook massively and knowingly inflated its video view statistics, which had the direct consequence of 90% of media organizations firing writers in favor of video producers. Hey. Hey. (laughs) That's Brian. Um, Who then also got fired, not Brian. No. uh, When it turned out the video was worthless. So basically what happened is like, Facebook launched Facebook video, Facebook live, whatever they started put like, I remember this as a person, like as a comedian who used to releases like video content, even before I was at Betches is like YouTube used to be the name of the game. Yeah. And then you would post your YouTube video on Facebook and everyone would see it. Then Facebook launched Facebook video and they started purposefully putting down YouTube links. Like if you posted your YouTube video, they would not show it. So you had to put it on Facebook video then, but then you would get all these views, insane numbers that you would never get on Mm -hmm. YouTube. And you were like, Oh my God, this is incredible. And then all of these media companies, which as a person who like is a writer and worked in comedy, I'm aware of, 
it, it became a joke that all these companies were firing everyone and doing a pivot to video. Yeah. There were so many, it, there were so many media companies that did that. Because it, views is money. Yeah. And so people, so brands were like, okay, if we're going to get this amount of views versus this amount of clicks on a, an article written by someone, we're going to get, we're going to get more views because advertisers will pay for that yeah and it's like oh my god this video got a million views in an hour like that's crazy so all of these companies pivot to video they shift all of their resources into video and then out of nowhere facebook just stops artificially inflating the views Mm -hmm. and i can say like i can only speak for us yeah but we We saw it yeah we saw it happen here where our videos were getting insane yeah uh, like the video views jumped to crazy high yeah. levels we were like oh my god and then just, i just thought i was killing it i know i was like oh my god these people love me <laughs> i'm amazing Our videos are so good and then they take it and, all and away then they took it all away. they don't even have the decency I, to keep lying it wasn't <laughs> like a curb it wasn't like it gradually went down it was like bam yeah like now in you, a, day. Like a video that would have gotten a million views like a month like the day before suddenly only got five thousand views yeah which i know sounds a lot like a lot still but still like when you're selling to to advertisers and brands like that shit fucking matters yeah and and people lost their jobs over it. i know and when you're trying to make a business plan Mm -hmm. like you do it based on the numbers and statistics you have so to find out that you're being sold bullshit Mm -hmm. by this company for no reason other than just because they wanted to force everyone to like stay and on so, Facebook and invest in their bullshit. Like that so they, sucks. Yeah. And they were aware that they were inflating the numbers. Like yeah. this wasn't some like discrepancy that happened to happen by like one stupid person at Facebook. It was like, oh, we're doing this and we're going to run with it. And we're not going to tell anyone. But then it turned out that they re- they reach out privately to select like larger advertisers and, and Facebook said that they recently discovered a discrepancy in the video ad average views and but didn't actually like tell anyone what they did is they just like changed what they called the like so they changed it from like average duration of video viewed and was replaced by average watch time so just like this like like sly kind of thing yeah and it i mean i i really can't stress enough how many people i personally know who lost their jobs well i mean i was laid off yeah uh, like when i before i worked at batches at another from another media company and it's similar to this yeah you know it's like it's uh, it's just crazy that i don't know facebook has is a private company has all this we were talking about it in the office i think that facebook is going to be remembered as like one of the most evil companies ever and it sucks because i love instagram yeah and they bought my beloved instagram Mm -hmm. and now it's bullshit yeah but Facebook is evil, and yeah. that's the bottom line. You know, it, well, like we were saying, like you can't write "men are trash" because that'll get flagged as hate speech. Mm-hmm. But you can write something like anti-Semitic or homophobic, and that that's Won't like your flagged. that's like your view, personal. Yeah, view. we have a really awesome episode in the archive for those of you uh, who haven't listened to our whole archive. Uh, but it's an interview with a comedian named Marsha Belsky, who's really awesome. She wrote Handmaid's Tale, the musical mm-hmm. out here, which is like a really funny show. She had a whole saga with Facebook surrounding what they flag as hate speech versus what they don't. And it's honestly, we're ending the podcast right now. It's way too long to get into the story. But uh, if you go back in our archive, look for the episode with me and Sammy and Marsha Belsky. And it is quite a tale. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to do after this, Elise? I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
have to go home. I think I need to go home too. Okay, guys. <laughs> Until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Betches.